Okay, so we're talking about being queen of our emotions. I'm not sure whose idea it was to have me teach this class, but here I am, and I've got my two friends with me. So I do know that people have made comments to me before about some of the stuff going on in my life, but I don't know how you do it and stuff, so I think maybe that's why. I thought about that Lauren Daigle song, uh, I don't know where I'd be if I didn't know you, I'd probably fall off the edge, and I think that's very true, you know. So today is, uh, I want to start off just introducing this whole topic. I started looking up things about emotions, and the first thing I want to say, there's so, so much stuff out there. And controversial stuff too. What is an emotion? What's primary emotion? Secondary emotion? What do we do with our emotions? And just a, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. I also know that there's bigger topics than this, like, uh, you know, clinical depression or situational depression or should I take medication and mental illness? And I don't want to get into all that. So we're just going to talk today about what God says about emotions and about what we can actually do about our emotions. So this is kind of a basic topic, a basic talk about emotions. Um, so first of all, a few little things that we do know. Number one, God has emotions. We know that. We've been reading through the Old Testament, and the Israelites, they are just... You know, it's like, it's like this cycle. They do stuff. Anyway, God, God keeps getting very angry at them. So we know he has emotions. Then later on, he's like, it says he could bear it no more. You know, God couldn't stand to see them suffering, so he did something. Uh, we know God loves, you know, God so loved the world, he gave his only son. So God has emotions. Number, the second thing is that God created us with emotions. He gave us these emotions. Why did he give us these emotions? Um, for one reason, they're indicators. You know, if you have emotions, it tells you something's going on. And uh, and that's a good thing. Like, you know, if you get too close to the cliff and you get scared, that's a good thing. <laughs> you know, it indicates something needs done. They also, emotions are motivators. They motivate us to do things that we should do. You know, like, who would get up in the middle of the night with a crying baby if you didn't love that baby? It motivates you to do what you need to do. Uh, also, they, emotions help us have relationships. You know, the love and the care, kindness, all those things. So, uh, emotions are also a good thing, believe it or not. Emotions are a good thing. And, but with anything good, Satan can take that and make it not good. So, today, to sum all this up, the main point of this whole talk is how do I control my emotions so that I can faithfully represent God? You know, that's all we're concerned about. How do we control it? And there's two parts to that. One is how do I control my negative emotions so that I'm not sinful, hurtful, out of control? You know, we do tend to think about, when you say control your emotions, normally you're thinking about, oh, I need to quit losing my temper or I need to quit doing that. I also feel very strongly about the second big part of that. I need to control and manage my positive emotions so that I'm representing God, fulfilling my purpose, loving God, and loving others. You know, I think we need to do things to take our positive emotions and we have to manage those, you know, our boldness, our passion, our love for other people. Okay? So the both both sides of that need to be controlled and managed. 
Okay, so what do we know? What does God say? Number one, God commands us to have certain emotions. By the way, I failed to say this. I'm going to talk for a little bit about what the Bible says about emotions, and then we're going to have a little discussion. That's what table talk, guys. With our panel, this is the talk. (laughs) My panel expert. It's like a talk show. It's going to be great. (laughs) Okay, so God commands us to have certain emotions. That's the first one. And I got a few scriptures here. John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So he commanded them not to be afraid. And I googled this. It says that around 365 times in the Bible, he told us, do not be afraid. So, And you know, God talks about worry, anxiety, hate, selfishness, pride, lack of faith, etc. So there's a lot of places in the Bible where God commanded us not to have certain emotions at certain times. He also commanded us to have good emotions. John 15, 12. John 15, 12. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. So he commanded us to love each other. Also, different places, he talks about joy, peace, trust, boldness, gratefulness. So, you know, there's a lot in there. Philippians 4, verses 4 through 9, which is a very popular verse about emotions. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Okay, so he's saying, don't be anxious, but this is what you do. You pray about it with thanksgiving, and God's going to guard your hearts and your minds, and he talks about peace in there. So he kind of gives you a, a little bit of a plan there on how to control your emotions. Okay, so second thing that we know, our emotions start with our thoughts and our beliefs. Okay, I know I talked a little bit about this last year. You know, it's always so good when you have to talk because you learn so much. And Sarah and I were talking about, I feel like this week has been like an extra temptation to be emotional sort of like the devil is like hmm, two things like should you really be talking about this number two do you really is this really good material or good things to control your emotions but anyway so your thoughts this is a progression how it works you have thoughts which leads to your beliefs and your feelings which leads to your actions mm-hmm. and I'm going to talk about Dr. Leaf, Dr. Caroline Leaf, you guys have heard of her before, I know. But there's so much good information out there that's actually very scientific based about how your brain works and this is how it works. And it's, I find it to be fascinating because God truly did, our bodies are just a masterpiece and it's all, it's, the brain works just like what the Bible says, you know. In fact, I, I'd have to look at it again, but I would encourage you, if you want to learn more about this, to YouTube Dr. Caroline Leaf, because she has a lot of stuff on this about your thoughts. So really, I think everything starts with your thoughts. Your thoughts are so important. Toxic thoughts lead to toxic feelings, which lead to toxic actions. Can you guys give me an example of some toxic thoughts? 
I'm not good enough. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Go ahead, shut up. I'm not worth it. Yeah, that is good. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. You trying to be the star people yeah, today? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, we have a lot of bad, toxic thoughts about ourselves, about other people, about situations. So you start thinking about like that, and it leads to you know your feelings, and it leads to actions. Okay. Healthy thoughts lead to healthy feelings, which lead to healthy actions. You got some examples, Cara? You got some examples? <laughs> What's healthy, Cara? Healthy, healthy thoughts. God loves me. Mm. There you go. Yeah. So, so you get the idea. Now, I think it's really important for us to stop and drill down on where our thoughts come from. Because, and I think it's, it is important to stop and really think about what you're thinking about. Where does this come from? Are your thoughts coming from God or are they coming from our, the deceiver? You know, because we have an enemy and are your thoughts based on truth? Um, are you believing the truth or are you believing a lie? What you're thinking about, is it really true? Are you having real true feelings or are you having exaggerated illusions that you've bought into that the devil has fed you? And this, this really affects everything. And I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I'll have a thought come into my head that I'll start entertaining, and then I'm also, I will stop and think, I don't believe that. And I believe that's how the devil works. You know, I mean, he's the father of lies. He puts mm-hmm. things out there in front of you, and you decide, am I going to buy into this lie or not? You know, and sometimes there's thoughts in my head that I, that I am tempted to start going down that road and I stop and think it's not true and I don't even believe this, you know. So it's, you really have to be alert because, you know, the devil's prowling around. He knows what he's doing. And one time I read a book, uh, by Priscilla Shire, my other girl, and it's every chapter started with, if I were your enemy, I would dot dot dot. If you guys think about that, you know, if I have a tendency to get upset by certain things, what would my enemy do to me? Well, he he knows my soft spot. He knows what to do to me. So you really have to be on guard what you're thinking about, what you're buying into. And sometimes we have to get help digging down into finding where that, you know, what's going on. Talking to friends, you know, talking to a counselor, whatever, whatever you need to do. Matthew 12, verse 34 it says, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Or, you know, another version talks about the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yeah. And so, and what that means is, when it says mouth speaks, that's actions. Our words, our nonverbal language, the things we do. And when it says heart, it means the command center of the soul, the mind, the will, the affections, your thoughts. So, again... Back to your thoughts, you know, everything starts with your thoughts, really. And I want to leave this point with, you are the boss of your thoughts. What are you thinking about? And that that's very helpful to me, because sometimes I'll start thinking and I'll catch myself. You do have to, well, I'll get to this later. But you do have to think about what you're thinking about. <laughs> and you're in charge of it. You don't have to think. Nobody can, back to what Denise said, you're the queen of your thoughts. You know, nobody can control that but you. Okay, third thing, what do we know? 
Our inappropriate emotions can be a faith issue. Do you really believe what God said to you? Or are you like kind of like a practical atheist? You believe in God, but you don't really believe what He says. And a lack of trust in God can cause a lot of problems. You know, that's where worry comes from, lack of boldness, bitterness, uh, not believing what God says about me. That can cause insecurity, pride, certain behaviors, feeling the need to defend myself. So, you know, it is really important that you really, really, truly trust God and you believe what He said. Okay, Romans 15:13 has become one of my very favorite verses. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay, how, how can we be full of all, wouldn't it be awesome to be full of all joy and peace? Can you imagine? That'd be so cool. And how does he say that happens? As you trust in him. What if we totally trusted in God when he said he's in control and it's going to be okay, I'm going to take care of you. What if we really believe that? Just think of all the things that would knock out. You know, what if we really believed what he said about us? You know or our husbands, or our children, or our sisters at church, or that lady at work, you know, all kinds of things, you know. I didn't mean to look at you when I said that. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. You haven't been in heckling me yet. No, I'm getting ready to, though. (laughs) You don't don't ever feel sorry for her, because, you know, she's good at it. Okay. Okay, and... And then also he goes on and talks about so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, we have to have God's power to do that. Um, I think it's just human nature that we have a tendency to trust ourselves and not trust God. And we tend to lack reverence for God, you know, because we're fixers and we think we're in control. And so we think we got to go do something. I'm, I'm pretty bad at this. I didn't totally, I was told before that I was kind of controlling, didn't really understand it. Then I had a little girl. And I'm like, oh, that's what that looks like. You saw it, didn't you? Jessie will never listen to this, so it's all good. Yeah, but she, yeah, I, Gary said she came out of the womb trying to catch up and take over, but that's true. I felt, I felt the little power struggle growing on with, but yeah, I mean, I tend to think I've got to fix things and i got to control it. And, you know, one of the things when I went through my hardest chapter a couple of years ago, I realized I got to the end of myself. There was not one single thing I could do or say to fix any of my problems. And I really felt like God was saying to me, are you going to trust me or not? You know, and I just kept coming back to that. Are you going to trust me or not? And and I think that's, you know, the question for all of us. Um, we don't accept things and move on at the appropriate time when we think we can fix things. We can't. I know, I thought that was a kind of good thought. We don't accept things and move on at the appropriate time when we think we can fix things. We can't. And I think that was... That we don't accept things and move on at the appropriate time when we think we can fix things we can't. 
And I can kind of remember exactly when this happened to me. I kept going through things, wishing, wishing they could go back, wishing they could change, wishing this would happen. And after a certain point, I came to a place where I realized I just needed to accept reality. And this is how it is. I can't fix it. I can't change it. Are you going to trust me or not? God says, <laughs> you know, and it helped me with my emotions a lot, being able to accept what was really true. Okay, um, you know, and we're just not really good about being patient or about being in pain while we trust God. I know I'm not. And that's another lesson I'm learning right now is being patient while I trust God. So I know we're supposed to be talking about emotions, but, you know. So back to the point, our inappropriate inappropriate emotions can be a faith issue. We can have emotions that aren't really based on truth because we're not really trusting God. So, okay, the next one. Our motivation to control our emotions needs to be a desire to do what is right and honors God. That has to be our motivation. Uh, I, I know I kind of got long points, don't I? It's probably not. That's probably not proper teaching of things. Our motivation to control our emotions needs to be a desire to do what is right and honor God. That has to be our driving force, you know, because I want to please God and what is right and honors God yeah and I tell you a while back when we started talk about being image bearers that was so helpful to me because of instead of going out and doing things I got to do this I got to do that I just start walking around and realizing I'm imaging God I'm supposed to represent God and that to me was a huge paradigm shift in my mind and I think it's helpful when we're talking about controlling our emotions because that's that's what I want to do. I want my life to honor God. You know, I want it to be what he intended for it to be. Ephesians 5:10 It says find out what pleases the Lord. <clears throat> and one of the things I do not as much as I should, but Occasionally I will ask myself, how does God want me to feel about this? You know, because sometimes I think, when I think about the Israelites, the Israelites just really got me scratching my head like, oh my gosh. (laughs) But anyway, I think God would be bothered at me for some of the time I waste being emotional about things. You know, I think he would be bothered at me because I don't really truly forgive myself for some things I did years ago. And, or I think he would be bothered at me for being emotion and calling myself a sorry loser when I get up in the morning. You know, what is wrong with you? I don't think God, not you, I'm talking about me. <laughs> well, Susan. Yes, I was scolding her. <laughs> anyway, you know what I'm saying though? He doesn't want me to feel that way. And that gets back to the other point. I'm not trusting what he said. Do I really believe what God said? So, I wrote this down too. Here And here's more thought. I have more questions in this lesson than anything to think about. But, hey, you two pay Excuse attention. Excuse me, we're, we're doing something. You keep going. You're doing great. Okay. Am I getting upset about the things that upset God? You know, and that, that can go in two directions. Am I upset about something I shouldn't be upset about? The other direction is, am I not getting upset about something that God's upset about? You know, there was a book written years ago called Holy Discontent. 
I think that was the name of it. And the whole point of the book was do things and stir yourself up. You know, God God gave you a gift. Go out there and do things that up. Look at things that upset you to keep you motivated to use your gift and do what God wants you to do. So, am I getting upset about the things that, that upset God? Am I getting passionate about the things that God is passionate about? Okay, so, you know, we have a choice every day. Are we going to submit to our negative feelings? You know, are we going to give in to them? Or are we going to respond to them in a way that pleases God? Okay, the last point I want to talk about is, no matter what, you have to do something. Because, you know, things just don't fix themselves. Your thoughts, if you don't pay attention to them, they're just going to go unchecked and you'll go back into the rut thinking. And I'm sure there's science about that. I'm sure there is. That we have rut thinking that we just go right back into. I mean, you see it. Suzanne and I see it with our mothers who have dementia. They, you know, the mind, It's it was built with very, it's a masterpiece. And you have to do something. So what I, I mean... You have to stir up your positive emotions. You have to do something to stir up your faith, your courage, your love, your passion. Um, and I just, I just thought about some of the things I try to do. And mind you, I, I'm speaking with all humility. I know that I, in fact, like I said, I feel like this week I've had more negative temptations in my head. Like, oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? You know, just things that I didn't like. In fact, you know, like, I did. I don't know how much time we got. We got lots of time. Anyway, uh, and back to what I said at the beginning. I know there's all kinds of twists and turns with the emotions. I was taking Cymbalta for fibromyalgia, which is a reuptake inhibitor. You know, it's also used for antidepressant, all that. And I stopped taking it because I was weighing out the benefits and the side effects, and I was like, yeah, it's about equal. I don't like to take the medicine. So, but since I've gotten off of it. I can tell my mood is a little down. And I'm struggling more. Yeah, I'm struggling more with my emotions because that gave me just a little bit of a lift. And so now I'm struggling a little more with being a little more down. And and I kind of I've already forgot what my point of telling you that was. I do all that. That's why I have notes. Well, take your medicine. Maybe I'll remember in a second. I forgot what I'm saying. I think I was talking about humility, and I'm not any kind of expert at this. But I do try to do certain things, and I have to, to try and keep myself in a good place. But I put my, I try to put myself around people who are in need, and it partly because I want to fulfill my purpose, but it so stirs me. When I'm around some of the people we met in Compassion and Action, I feel so, I I live like a queen. I mean, it just makes me so grateful for every little thing. You know, I got a house, I got groceries, I got a husband, I got this nice bed to sleep in every night. I mean, so I really put awesome my, uh, daughter-in-law. Yes, exactly. So I put what myself I? around. <laughs> you get your turn. This way. <laughs> Um, I spend time with other warriors because the conversation is different. You know, it really matters who you spend your time with. And I, yesterday, I was at Walmart and I thought, here's a little object lesson. I was trying to find some creamer. Another customer came up and there was a, a worker in the way. He sounded a little bothered. 
And I immediately picked up on his botheredness, and I felt a little bothered too. And I thought, now what a good little lesson that was, because it matters who we spend time around. And if you're going to stir yourself up, your positive emotions, you better be spending some time with the people who are going to help you with that. I pray with like-minded people. When we get together and pray, the Compassion and Action Team is so powerful. It really is, which I invite all you to join us, as always. Because, I mean, it's it's not little bitty prayers like, I stub my toe, God, please help it not to bruise. <laughs> it is mighty, powerful praise, asking God to move. And that stuff stirs me. It really does. Um, I, will, I listen to video clips from great teachers. I read my Bible. I ask God for help. Sometimes when I'm really struggling, back to the Romans 15 about the Holy Spirit through the power of the Holy Spirit I just ask God can you just please help me because I can't do this and I and you have to wait in expectation for God to answer your prayer not just throw it up there but ask it believing God's going to help you and you know because I need help the other thing is we have to work on our negative emotions obviously um, you got to work on your thoughts you have to ask God for help one of the things I've tried to do is practice not speaking. And I've done it the most with my husband. He, he's, I, I see this finally. I'm a slow learner, I guess, because it's been 33 years. But I tend to react sometimes when he does something and I speak. So I practice just shut my mouth. Don't say nothing. Don't say, shh, don't shut don't say anything. <laughs> I didn't say his word. <laughs> okay, I also avoid situations until I'm strong enough to act right. You know, if I know it's going to be a big temptation and I can't deal with it, don't answer the phone. Don't answer that text. Don't talk to that person just yet till you're able to act right. I work on being humble and questioning my feelings. Um, and I've talked to a counselor in the past, too, when I was going through things to help me. So, and this is just a side little note. Uh, one thing I know that can help with emotions and our moods in general is exercise. I'm not good at that, but I had that down on my paper. It is. And I actually, Debbie Wilder posted something today about your, back to, back to how God made our bodies. When you exercise, your muscles release certain chemicals, and they actually, they call it the hope molecules. But, you know, God, He made our bodies intricately designed. It's for a reason. So, okay, so that's some of the things. So, sum that all up. You have to work on, you have to stir up your positive emotions. You have to work on controlling your negative emotions. Now, we're just going to have a little talk here. I asked these two girls to come help us. Uh, they have both gone through some tough times in life, and they're going to share a little bit about what they've learned going through those times. So I've got questions for them. Fantastic. So, and you guys, you you know these people. Well, she already introduced them anyway. So, all right. So, you either one of you can go first and just chit chat. I'm not certain, but I think you have to ask the question first. <laughs> There you go. See, I told you she'll get right on it. We might need to know what we're talking about. Share a time in your life when it was very difficult to be in charge of your emotions. I got lots of times. Same. Lots and lots of times. Um, yeah. You guys are okay being here until well, we about got seven, seven, right? Ken, I got I got a good one. It just keeps it won't leave my head. Um, so when my uh, I was I lived in Vermont. 
Um, and I found out um, my dad had massive heart attack in Michigan. I flew to Michigan. My mom was there. My sister was there. He passed away. Um, I the same the week before he passed away, I found out Vera was terminally ill. And then uh, while we were there, we're in Michigan, and my husband is in Vermont with my daughter. They're going to drive to. They're going to fly to St. Louis. We're going to drive to St. Louis. And Jeff, uh, my brother-in-law, he picks us up in Michigan and drives us home. And uh, I can't get a hold of my husband. And I don't know why I can't get a hold of my husband. I haven't been able to get a hold of him for like several days since I left. It was like we were there three days. And so I call my brother. And my brother says, Susan, what is going on? You can talk to me. You know you can talk to me. What's up? And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, I'm just looking for Jeff and Vera. Jeff's supposed to be flying home. He's going to bring Vera there. He said, yeah. He said, what's going on? He said, some girl just dropped Vera off here. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, and that's wow. when I found out my husband was cheating, had been cheating the whole time we were married with three women, and that we were getting a divorce I didn't know anything about. So it was wow. just, it was a lot. Yes, it, it was a lot. Um, we were at a truck stop in uh, somewhere between here in Michigan, and... Uh, and I, I didn't know how, I, my dad had died. That's who I always went to and talked to. Yeah. He would have told me what, or asked me questions to get me going in a different direction. And I, I, I couldn't handle it. So I went in a, I just went for a walk and I sat down in some little area there, like picnic area or whatever. And I'm sitting there praying because I don't know what to do. I was, I, I didn't, uh, I felt like, I was scared and I was angry and I was anxious and I was hurt and I felt betrayed uh, by all three of them. My daughter, my dad, my husband. I just was like, it was just a mess. But anyway, I'm sitting there praying and um, thinking and uh, my prayers were probably not the right prayers because I'm probably praying, why me, God? But um, I remember there was a little chipmunk comes right up to the thing. I'm sitting right here and he just comes walking right up the little hill there and sat right there with me and Aww. just kind of looking for a And he just, uh, there was just a sudden release of um, pressure. And uh, my prayers changed and I prayed all the way home and uh, things were different. And um, I think that's that's my that's my time period, and I think what I learned from that I didn't learn it right away. It was not miraculous, and I didn't walk away the rest of my life knowing that thing. But through time, what I've learned is anytime things have gotten like that and the pressures are high, um, whether it's good emotions or bad emotions, if I will slow down and and look towards God, even if it's not the right words, um, even if it's not even the right thoughts yet, um, if I will slow down and listen, if I will. Look, look towards him, mm-hmm. um, I am taken care of. Um, I didn't know what I was going to do with all three things. I couldn't bring my dad back to life. I couldn't change Vera's illness. My husband wanted a divorce. It was the second time he put me through that. It was the only thing I could do was let him go. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, if you want a divorce, you're just going to have to go off and do it. I'm, I'm over here and go do what you got to do. He got the divorce and Vera and I were much better off mm-hmm. and uh, you know things went fine after that I'm happily married now 25 years yeah. yes. he is a good man with a good heart we would like to him to know God I pray for him all the time but he is mm-hmm. a good man with a good heart 
Okay. All right. Thank you. So I'm trying yeah. to separate because I'm reading her questions. As we're talking, she, this is who's Susan <laughs> just answered all the questions I yeah, had. I'm trying to Dawson. separate She's mine. She's on a roll. Sorry. Uh -huh. But you Sorry. know what she said? Yeah, I felt bad for being mean to you after hearing that story. <laughs> don't feel bad. I don't. I don't. I don't. Thank you. Thank you. One thing she pointed out, though, you have to rise above the situation to see God on the other side of it. And that's so hard to do, but that's how you get through it. Okay, now Sarah's going to share a time in her life where it was just difficult for her to be in charge of her It's kind of interesting that Susan chooses that. Um, I, about four years ago, I was married before John. Uh, I'm Sarah, if you don't know who I am. Um, and I cheated on my first husband for about a month and a half. Um, I ended up, at the same time I was taking narcotics, which makes sense as to why I could do what I could do, because I was numbing all my feelings. I was numbing all of my responsibilities so that I was able to do and make the choices that I did. Um, about a month and a half in, I told him, and um, we went, I got kicked out of the house. Uh, so I went and lived with a friend for a little bit, and um, we went down to Marriage Helper with um, Joe Beam. I don't know if any of you guys know Joe Beam. Yeah. Very expensive weekend. It's very good. If anyone is in any kind of struggle, any kind of challenge with your marriage, I totally recommend going. It is by far one of the best things I've been to. Um, but after that, he still decided he couldn't. And I wanted to work through it. I wanted to try um, to keep my marriage. I wanted to have the story like so many do that you, you make it work, you get through it, and then you can be an example. You can sit up here and you can talk and say, we were there and we, you know. And that's okay. I don't know what I would do in that situation. I don't know if I could deal with it if I was on his side. Um, so, yeah, I uh, that was a very hard time because it wasn't something that happened to me. My husband left me, but after choices I made. Um, so living as someone who made those poor choices is very hard because you don't think you would make it. You don't think that... That was one thing. And I actually got a tattoo from Proverbs uh, 4.23. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows through it because that was my biggest mistake. My heart was not guarded from making choices because I was like, I'll never make that choice. I'll never do something like that. And when you start saying I'll never, that's when Satan can come in and say, all right, challenge accepted because that's exactly what happened. Um, I'm going to let you ask other questions because I've sure. changed sure. mine. Sure. I'm like sure. you, Susan. <laughs> sure. Sure. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. I can answer some more questions. Okay. <laughs> you can so just let's keep going. move on from obviously hard times. It takes, yeah, it takes a lot of time to sort through that and work through. Uh, those are major things, too. And, you know, every day we all struggle with our emotions, even if there's not something major going on. But, you know, that was a big thing. So mm -hmm. moving past your incidents that happened, what kinds of things did you start doing to heal, to be able to control your emotions, to move forward in a good way? What kind of things did you start doing? <clears throat> I'm going to go first this time. Okay, I'm going to be you, you think it. You, you think. <laughs> okay. um, so this happened January 2020 is when I told him. We went to Marriage Helper third week in January. I think I told him the fourth of January maybe um, so as most of you know what happened in 2020 the world shut down 
So I was kicked out of my house. I moved in with a friend for a couple months, and then an opportunity opened up where I could live in a retreat center that used to be a convent. So I lived there for free. I got paid to live there, and I had to just work certain nights during the month. Um, but because the pandemic shut down, so did that place. So my friend who gave me the opportunity, her name is Catherine. Uh, we moved into a house on the property instead of the big building, and that's where I stayed. So um, I went through a lot of therapy, <laughs> and once or twice a week therapy for at least a year or two. And um, I did go on antidepressants, which I stopped taking yesterday. Um, took me a little bit to get to that point, but um, I am off of those, uh, which I, hey, if you got to stay on it, stay on it, because it's a very hard thing to go off of those. But um, my friend Catherine, honestly, without her, like, I don't know what I would do, because she fed me. I would wake up in the morning, and I would eat two blueberry muffins and drink one cup of coffee. I'd do a 45-minute workout, and then I'd watch Bones until the next morning. Because I wasn't sleeping, I had no, I couldn't do anything, I literally couldn't. And so she would leave and get our groceries and stuff, and she said, please don't kill yourself while I'm gone. Because that's how bad it got at one point. Um, when you make some poor choices, I will never condone what I did with anything that happened in our marriage at all. Because it still doesn't add up to the choice that I made. Um, but... When you're on this side, you can't love yourself without God. Because I have no feeling of good for myself most of the time. And that's still today. Um, I think that's it with what I did. What did you say? What was I feeling? <laughs> Everything, everything all at once. I was feeling anger. I was feeling, I was angry that he didn't want to work through it. I was angry that I did what I did. You know, I was sad. I was lost. I didn't have my home. I took, you know, the guest bed out of our house, the um, dresser, you know, just little things. I didn't even have all my stuff. Um, and I still don't. He sold that when he moved to Miami. But it's okay. I don't need that stuff. Um yeah, I was just... And yeah. you went on to... You did lots of counseling after that. I did. I actually... I don't know if you guys know Christian Family Services, um, but Steve Autry, the director, the former director of that, was my counselor. Um, we had actually known each other for a while also. He was actually Ricardo's counselor too, but the pandemic, um, he made the choice to stop counseling when the pandemic happened and it became virtual. I kept meeting about once a week with him. He's the one who's like, you know, maybe you should talk to your doctor about antidepressants. <laughs> and then my doctor was like, maybe we should get those um, with how bad it was. But there was a lot of depression. There was I didn't move out of the bed besides my 45-minute workout. I did not eat. I did not sleep. Um, without the counseling, because it was God-based counseling, um, I'm not sure that I would have made through it. Honestly. Susan? Next. <laughs> I just got lost there for a minute. Um, well, what did you do when you came back? When you got back? Uh, when I came back, okay. um, yeah, oh, when we came back, that's when I uh, found Greater Alton. Coral invited Sonia, and 
Sonia invited me and we started going Bible talk, studied, uh, got baptized, um, and I was going in the right direction. Uh, when I found out the Vera was terminally ill, I didn't realize she was terminally ill. I just knew she was ill. It didn't sink in. Uh, but things like that, I, my childhood had been all abuse and I had always like put that stuff to the back and marched forward and did what I had to do to get through today. And so when we found out she was sick, I, that's exactly what I did. I just went into my survival mode and, well, we're going to do what we need to do today. We'll do what the doctors say. We'll try this. We'll try that. And we just keep focused and moving forward. I didn't stop to think about what that actually meant. Mm. So at one point, I, 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 it started sinking in that it was terminal and that um, she wasn't going to be with me um, like everybody else's daughter would be. But... Um, and I just kind of got a little resentful towards God, um, and I pulled away. And Vera and I went back to Vermont for a little bit, and I uh, quit coming to church. I didn't totally give up on God, but I was mad at God. So it was like having a grumpy husband. Um, I could come home and slam doors and say, get your own dinner. That's how I treated God. I was like, because I didn't want to be happy with him. I didn't want to be forced with all this stuff anymore. And I was tired of dealing. And, you know, I just kind of pulled away. It was easier to pull away, um, kind of fly under the radar, whatever. Um, but then we came back because there's no family up there. I was lost. I had nobody. Came back to be with family and friends. Um, I didn't come back to church right away. It took a while. I uh, did a lot of other things that I shouldn't have been doing. Drinking, drugs, promiscuity, a uh, whole bunch of stuff. Um, and I, because I was trying to fix it myself, and you can't fix it yourself, you can't do it. No matter what you tell yourself, you cannot fix it. Um, I was looking everywhere, and really it was right there with me all along. I just wouldn't pay attention to him. Once I realized that, um, that then things started to change around again. Once I started to slow down and listen to God again, and I, I would read the Bible and I would pray. Um, I was looking for a church. Sonny says, come back to church with me. And I did. And so here I am again. Here um, she is. Ow, ow. I know, right? <laughs> I, I love being here. Um, so if you ask me today, what do I do to keep my emotions Yeah, I was going to ask you that No, next. that's a great you question. What I want to so. ask you now is... Having gone through all that, yeah. what do you do today? Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> so I didn't realize how much I did until COVID hit. When COVID hit, COVID was really hard. That was probably just as hard as my whole life because I went to work every day. I was a ADON in a nursing home. Yeah. COVID hit and it hit our nursing home really hard and fast. And uh, we lost a lot of residents and I lost some staff members. Um, I had to go to the floor and work the floor and I worked positive COVID floor. Um, 12-hour shifts on midnights. So I would go in every afternoon at 3, and I'd, uh, no, we're not 3, right? 12-hour shifts, yeah, that would be 3. 3 to 7 a.m. And um, uh, it was really hard. Uh, so I've been through a lot of things, mm -hmm. and I've always come through them without feeling PTSD, but this one I didn't. This one kind of shook me up more, and um, I didn't realize it till later, but... Anyway, so going through all of that, the thing that got me through that and the thing that got me, my emotions calmed down was, was going in every day before I went in, I prayed. 
I, I talked to God all the way to work, but I talked to him on the way into work too, the walking in, and I'm begging him, please just don't leave me, please be with me today, don't let me go through in one room by myself, be with me in every room. And I would go in every room, and I went into every room, I would pray for the residents, we had residents dying, their families couldn't be there, so it's just a matter of praying with them, and then it would be, uh, you know, pulling up my scriptures and the Bible and my phone, um, talking to... Uh, my sisters, and that's my biological sisters, but also my sisters yeah. in Christ. Talk about me now. <laughs> she calls me about three mornings of, and now she goes to work earlier. She calls earlier. I want to wake up in time. I'm for just me to getting call in the shower. Hold I on. do. I call. I it, because it's a. You have to have that. You mm-hmm. have to have that anger. You have to have that that uh, that touch. You have to have that. Uh, Connection. Thank you. Yeah. Connection. I need that yeah. connection. So I call Susan a lot. And I call Kathy, and I, and I, you know, I, I call my two sisters, Sonia yeah. and Alana, and and I try to come to these kind of things. I don't. I miss since COVID. I miss a lot of things at church uh, because of my job. Uh, my job just kind of snowballed into the DON job, and you just require a lot. I almost thought I wasn't coming today. And uh, I may miss, I'm sorry. I'm here though. You see that I'm here. I may miss church tomorrow because we're looking for a nurse for tomorrow. Um, but but still, I have connections. I have sisters. When I'm looking at all you guys, I'm just thinking, it's like, sisters are all, these are all my sisters. Yeah. And um, that's, to me, that's exciting. And I love all of you guys. But um, that's it. It's yeah. making sure that you go in with God. I don't go anywhere anymore without God. I make sure that I always have. And I always had him before, but I never acknowledged him. That's the difference. I mean, he was always there before, and no matter what was going on. I just never acknowledged I think it's important that you acknowledge that he's there, and he's got this. When I can't handle it, he will. Mm-hmm. Sarah, what do you do today? Nothing. No, just kidding. To work through your um, to control. Your obviously, mo- all your my emotions are controlled, energy. guys. I don't need it, you know? No. Um, I think the most important thing is being aware of your emotions and knowing where it's coming from and why you're feeling what you're feeling. If you can't get to the why, then you're not going to be able to solve the problem of the emotions. Um, I've never had confidence, so obviously I already felt that way about myself. So it wasn't a huge change. It just got and got stronger. Um, but yeah, the self-hatred and stuff, like being aware, okay, I made this choice, but it doesn't define who I am now, and it doesn't define who I am in God. And so uh, it was hard. It was very hard to get there. But um, I think the biggest thing for me was being aware. And also, I lost everything. So I didn't have anything left. So I pretty much told God, this is what you get. This is it. Um, I, I'm... I'm I'm a broken shell of a human, and I, I need your help. And um, so I did. I, I would listen to sermons every morning on the way to work before everything got shut down because I'm also a teacher. And um, I also watched The Chosen for the first time about two weeks after I got kicked out of my house. And when I tell you I cried, whew, especially when, uh, if you've ever seen it, Jesus found uh, Ma- Mary and knew her name, and then the woman at the well, I was just gone. Like it, And so it really put in perspective that 
God still loves me, God still cares about me, and he would still do anything for me, regardless of the choices I have made in the past. And so, like Susan said, God, that's really all I have, because um, I still struggle with emotions. I'm still not somebody who has it all in check, and I don't think none of us will be. I think it's a forever practice. I think it's something that we all have to work on. Mm -hmm. Um, But knowing why I feel what I feel helps me figure out, okay, is this from God? Is this from me? Or is this from Satan? And a lot of times when it's my negative emotions, it is from Satan or it is from me. He wants me to go back to the mindset of the person who can't do anything for God's kingdom. And I most of the time refuse to do that. Again, not perfect, but I'm working to get there. No, just kidding. I'll never be perfect. Yeah. Um, I think that's all I got really too. That's very good. Yeah. Thank you guys for sharing. Yeah. So to wrap this up, I was trying to think what I want to say to wrap it all up. Everything we just said God, is important. It's God. <laughs> but yeah. So, you know, thoughts popping in my head if we stir into flame the positive emotion that God wants us to have we won't spend as much waste as much time Mm -hmm. on the negative emotions Mm -hmm. if we start buying in and believing what God really says Mm -hmm. versus what the devil's trying to sell us we're going to live the life that he had uh, has planned for us you know so I'm all about being passionate and finding out God's purpose and like I said that getting out and doing what he has planned for us it's just big on my mind but anyway um you guys see we all have the same shirt on we're hope dealers not yep, dope hope dealers, dealers. No. my son bought this that. for me two years ago at christmas he said it made him think of me and when i look at it it makes me think oh gosh i need to do that <laughs> this morning i put this on jenny and i shared a room last night i was getting ready and i was looking at it and i thought I need to deal hope to myself, you know, we need to, you know, but these shirts, that's something that I, it stirs me in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So I got her one for Christmas and then I bought her one. <laughs> I thought we should all wear it today, but these are the kinds of things. I mean, do things to stir jeans, the though. hope. Yeah. You guys got jeans on. No one told no. me that part. No, no. <laughs> so anyway, uh, hopefully this has been some practical mm-hmm. stuff and helpful. But you just have to keep working on it every day. You gotta be on top of it every day. So anything else? Alright. Father, thank you so much for just giving us time to stop and think and, and God we're all on a journey together here. We're all human. We all make mistakes and God that's what we're supposed to do is help each other with the stuff we learn, God. We go through things, we learn things, we get tools that we didn't really want to have. But now we have that tool so we can help other people. And, uh, Father, I pray that all this talk was very helpful. And God, just help us to rise above our emotions, rise above the situations in our life, to, to focus on you. And, God, help us keep growing and trusting you and believing what you said. Help us to really do that, Lord. And uh, thank you so much, Father. You've given us so many good things, and especially our, our walk with you, Father and each other you've given us each other Mm -hmm. and uh, thank you for this time lord and we come to you through your son's name amen amen Amen. and i do want to say i know a lot of people have been through a lot but i'm here and i understand and i'm willing to talk about whatever so if anyone wants to talk to me i don't have all the answers i promise but we can find them together sounds good all right thank you thank you